Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 107 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 9 today, and our focus is on the role that faith plays in healing. Do I have to have faith to be healed? Why am I not healed? Well, thanks for joining us. Real quick, I want to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. And other than that, we're just going to jump right into it because today is another day where our topic is just honestly too deep for a short 10-minute podcast to adequately cover. But I hope we can get deep enough to get some important truths on the nature of healing. I myself am a Southern Baptist pastor or preacher who believes in healing. I am quite certain God still heals. Everything I read in scripture points me in that direction. And my own life experience and the testimonies of many, many other people does the same thing. Does God always heal? Absolutely and positively not. That is equally obvious from scripture, church history, and personal experience. The Bible says that it is appointed unto humans to die once. That means we're all going to face death, which implies that many millions of prayers for healing will not be answered in the way we might want them to be answered. As Jesus has said, however, all who believe in him will not perish, brought away into nothing, but will have eternal life. So, not all who pray for healing will be healed, but some will. What makes the difference between those who are healed and those don't? Does our faith somehow play a role in that? Are some not healed because they lack the faith to be healed? Are some healing prayers unanswered because they are not prayed with enough faith? Do other people get healed because they have lots of faith? Well, the answer to all those questions is pretty complicated. Because, as we will clearly see in our passage today, that faith does play some role in healing, but we're not going to say enough to be 100% definitive. Matthew does note in another passage, and we're going to be reading in a few days, that Jesus did few miracles in his hometown because of their lack of faith. Matthew 13, 58 says he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So what role does faith play? Does a sick person have to have faith to be healed? Can maybe somebody else's faith, like a parent or a friend, be added to the equation somehow? Well, let's read our passage and see if there's some answers to our questions. This is Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. So Jesus got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Just then some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Have courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the scribes said to themselves, He's blaspheming. Perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, Why are you thinking evil things in your heart? For which is it easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he told the paralytic, Get up, take your stretcher, and go home. So he got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were awestruck and gave glory to God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was reclining at the table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came to eat with Jesus and his disciples, When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now when he heard this, he said, It's not those who are well who need a doctor, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests be sad while the groom is with them? 
The time will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one patches an old garment with unshrunk cloth because the patch pulls away from the garment and makes the tear worse. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the skins burst, the wine spills out, and the skins are ruined. No, they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. As he was telling them these things, suddenly one of the leaders came and knelt down before him, saying, My daughter just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. So Jesus and his disciples got up and followed him. Just then a woman who had suffered from bleeding for twelve years approached him from behind and touched the end of his robe. For she said to herself, If I can just touch his robe, I'll be made well. Jesus turned and saw her. Have courage, daughter, he said. Your faith has saved you. And the woman was made well from that moment. When Jesus came to the leader's house, he saw the flute players and the crowd lamenting loudly. Leave, he said, because the girl is not dead but asleep. And they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl got up. Then news of this spread throughout that whole area. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David! When he entered the house, the blind men approached them, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord! Then he touched their eyes, saying, Let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Then Jesus warned them sternly, Be sure that no one finds out. But they went out and spread the news about him throughout that whole area. Just as they were going out, a demon-possessed man who was unable to speak was brought to him. When the demon had been driven out, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowds were amazed, saying, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisee said, He drives out demons by the ruler of the demons. Jesus continued going around all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So, one big caution. We've got to be careful in making broad theological statements from narrative theology. In other words, when we read about stories and incidences in the life of Jesus and the disciples. We're on solid ground when the Bible tells us a truth, but we have to be careful when we are just observing that truth for narratives like we're doing today. For instance, if you look out the window on a Tuesday and you see that there's snow on the ground, you should not conclude that it always snows on Tuesday or anything like that. Likewise, today, when we read about the woman with the issue of blood healed because of her faith, we also should not conclude that people are always healed because of their faith unless the Bible teaches that truth. So in Matthew 9, we see several healings and miraculous deliverances. I count six specific people in total who are specifically mentioned as being healed or delivered. So what role does faith play in each one of the healings? Well, number one, the first person healed is the paralytic lowered by his friends through the roof in front of Jesus, a famous Sunday school story. Jesus forgives the man's sins first, which is astonishing to us. Like, why would he forgive the sins of a paralyzed guy? But it shows us that our greatest need, even for a paralyzed, deathly ill person, is not physical healing, but spiritual healing and forgiveness. This is very important. Interestingly, Jesus forgives the paralytic in response to the faith of his friends. Afterwards, Jesus heals the man physically, and then faith isn't mentioned with that. 
But this passage overall, seeing as how Jesus forgives the man's sins because of the faith of the friends, it seems to indicate to us that the faith of others can play a role in the miraculous. Second, the second person healed here is the bleeding woman. She sees Jesus and knows that if she can just touch his clothing, she will be healed. When she manages to do that, Jesus knows that power has come out of himself into her, and upon seeing her, he says, have courage, daughter, your faith has saved you. So, her faith most certainly seems to have played a role in her healing. Not everyone, but in hers. This is interesting. Third, the next person to be healed is the dead daughter of a synagogue ruler. Obviously, her faith can't have anything to do with her healing because she's dead. But her father says to Jesus, come and lay your hands on her and she will live, which seems to indicate that he has faith in Jesus, although that word is not mentioned here. Jesus raises the young girl from the dead completely healed, and this passage maybe seems to indicate to us again that the faith of another can play a role in healing. Next two people, number four and five, healed are blind men. Jesus asks them, do you believe that I can do this? And they reply in the affirmative, and Jesus heals them. They obviously have faith. Does that play a role? Well, Jesus does say to them, let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes are open. So it seems it plays a role. Finally, the last person is a deliverance, not a healing. This person is demonized, unable to speak, and Jesus delivers him of the demon, casting the demon out. Then the man can speak. What role does faith play here? We don't know. The text doesn't even mention it. And look, when you look at the other healings of Jesus, we'll, you'll see that faith is sometimes mentioned, sometimes not mentioned. For instance, the widow of Nain's son is being carried out dead and his mom is weeping. Jesus sees this and raises the boy from the dead in compassion. Nobody's faith is mentioned there. I suppose we can conclude Jesus had faith. But what can we conclude from all of these stories? Well, we can conclude that God is sovereign, that God is able to heal. He has the power. Sometimes faith seems to play a role in that healing, and sometimes we don't know what role faith plays in that hearing and honestly, in that healing, and honestly, we cannot and should not go much beyond that. Paul prayed in rock-solid faith three times for healing and deliverance from some sort of ailment that was causing him remarkable pain and trouble. God did not heal Paul despite his faith, but God told him that my grace is sufficient for you. Does that mean we should not pray? Well, of course not. We most certainly should pray for healing, but know that there isn't a special formula that will guarantee us success because God is sovereign. Faith is good and it's important, but it does not force God's hand and plenty of miracles happen in the Bible where there is no obvious source of faith. All of this should cause us to humbly trust in God. He is able to save and he is good. Now, that may not strike you as 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 concrete a conclusion as you'd like, but allow me to encourage you to embrace the mystery and the beauty of God's providence. He is, says Romans 8.28, working all things together for the good of those who know him and are called according to his purpose, and we can rest in that wonderful providence. Well, let's close with our verse of the month for April, James 4, 6. But he gives greater grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends. May it be a blessed weekend. Godspeed.